Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the podcast about Mr. Stories class. Again, this is designed to help you. This gives you a different way of hearing and understanding all the material that we have coming at us. And today, it's a lot. So this one is going to be for government. This is going to be our Constitution one. So this is just a general overview of the Constitution and all of the things that it does for us. So first of all, let's talk about the very beginning and that's setting our purpose of the United States Constitution. What does the outline say? What does it mean to all of us? So this is what we call our preamble. And this is exactly how our Constitution begins. And it reads like this. It says, we the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our prosperity to ordain and establish this United Constitution of the United States of America. The Constitution was written in 1787. It took effect two years later in 1789. And 231 years later, it is still running our country. The Constitution has become a set of rules for us as we work on things and as, as we set up everything. And with that set of rules, what has happened is that we have, it lays out our basic rules as to how our government's going to go, but also throughout time, we set up a process in which we can amend or change our Constitution. Our goal is what I read you in the preamble. We wanna provide justice. We wanna provide common defense, domestic tranquility, general welfare, blessings of liberty, prosperity, posterity, excuse me. We want all those things. And this is the way we actually believe that we are going to reach this as this country. All right, so that takes us. Now, the Constitution is breaking, broken down into seven different articles. Each article has its own purpose. And I'm just going to go through each one really quickly. So Article 1 deals with our legislative branch. And it decides that we have two a two-house system called the bicameral legislation. And we took this idea kind of from the British. Uh, this also allowed the Virginia and the New Jersey plan to kind of come together because in one side of our, <clears throat> excuse me, in one side of our constitution or our legislative branch, we have our Senate, which is two person people per per state. And the other one is based on how big your population is based on the state. And that's called the House. And we have a total of 435 representatives there. This is a, a way to ensure that we are not truly a democracy, but instead a republic. And the republic government is decided that we, the people, are going to choose the people who make the laws for us, instead of us having a say on every single issue and everything like that. That leads us into Article 2. So notice that the first thing we talk about is who gets to make the laws. Then that takes us to number two, which is our executive branch, which is our president. We decide all the powers that the president are going to have, how we become president, things like that, all set up <clears throat> in this law and this set right here. That second set, I want everybody to keep in mind, the first part they wrote about was how do we make the laws? And then we brought the president in. So the president we look at today as the head person of our nation, in reality, according to our constitution, that first thing that we need to know is who makes the laws, who are our lawmakers in the state of Ohio, who are doing these things that then send it to the president that he can make official. Our third article is all about the judicial branch. Now the judicial branch is an extremely important idea because, well, 
within the judicial branch, they have the power and they have determined the power that they can decide if what we are doing is even legal based on the rest of this constitution. The judicial branch keeps order. They are the judges, they are the jury, they are what keeps order within our nation, which is not always the easiest thing to do. Our constitution as it was written, as I got through those three first three articles, has basic principles that go along to it. The first basic principle is something called popular sovereignty. And popular sovereignty is this concept that the power resides in the people. So the people of the United States are truly the ones with power. And if you don't like something, you need to be able to go in and make a change and fix what is going on. The second aspect of this is something called the limited government. This is our second biggest thing is that our government isn't all powerful. Our government isn't the end all be all. They have only certain things they are allowed to do. The government and its officers, they are also subject to the law. It's called the rule of law, and they, as well as everybody else, are subject to these same laws. And another way in which we did this, I've already mentioned three, three different branches of our government. I mentioned our legislative, who made the law, our executive, who executes the law, and our judicial, who judges or interprets the laws at the end. That's something called separation of powers. So what it did is that it prevented one big group of people from being 100% in control of everything. What it did is it said no one group is better than the other group. Our legislative is equal to our executive who is equal to our judicial. They all have to work together. And as we look at some more principles we have, that's called checks and balances, where they literally bounce back and forth off of each other, where they literally bounce back and forth off of each other to you know, decide something. So the legislative branch may pass a law, but it doesn't become a law until the president either signs it or vetoes it. Um, and with all that kind of stuff being said, you have all these powers that kind of break in between all of them. If you look at the chart, the legislative branch, they can override a veto with enough votes. They can impeach the president. They also have to approve any appointment of a judge. The judicial branch can say anything the, con the Congress does is unconstitutional. They can also declare what the executive branch does is unconstitutional, which means it can't be done. The executive branch, to check the judicial branch, they're the ones that put it in. So it's this big circle of people who kind of have to work together to bounce everything off. And one of the principles leads to is something called judicial review. And judicial review is probably the most important thing within our United States system, because what you judicial review does is judicial review gives the power to the, to the courts to determine something illegal. So up until a couple of years ago, it was fine for states to come out and say it is illegal for a man and a man to get married or a woman and a woman to get married. Then one day our, our Supreme Court came together and they said, listen, that's ridiculous. That's not the way things should work. And because it's not the way things should work, we're gonna deem it unconstitutional and say it goes against this amendment of our constitution and says that all people are created equal. The Supreme Court is designed to interpret the laws to make sure they work. Whenever Donald Trump signs an executive order, it usually ends up at the Supreme Court because somebody is challenging what he's doing. And as they challenge that system, it creates this better checks and balances and this better system that we can work together. And the last principle we really focus on is something called federalism. 
And federalism is this division of powers. So the federal powers have certain things they are in charge of, and the state has certain things you are, they are in charge of, and they have some things that they should. And it's just this bouncing back and forth of ideas between federal and state and what they share. When our country was first formed and we first started really rolling with this, the federal government probably had less power than the state. The states were able to establish a lot of their own things. They had shared powers in the middle still and all that, but the state held things back and the feds, they kind of stood back to the state. That rule is reversed. Our federal government now is looked at as more important. But something to remember for you guys in your everyday life is that your local and state government is actually what impacts you every single day. When we talk about voting, I'm not talking about voting for president. I'm talking about voting for the right city councilor for the, for the city of Toledo. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, I hope everybody has a great rest of your day. Remember, this is designed to help you guys, so make sure we're using this time and kind of using it wisely. Uh, we did decently on the test, those of you who took it and took it seriously, and some of us really struggled, but we've got this. We are going to make it through the rest of this quarter. Please keep checking out the podcast. It is a ton of fun for me to do for you guys. So again, rate, re review, and subscribe on any one of the social uh, platforms that is up there. If I notice your name on something, I'll throw some extra credit your way. Have a great rest of your day. Goodbye.